What are the Brewers going to do at first base right now? Seems like an open spot. Been like that a lot since Prince Fielder left. We'll explore that idea and other trade options. David Gasper from Reviewing the Brew joins us next here on Locked On Brewers. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Podcast Network, we are your team every day. David Gasper joining us from Reviewing the Brew. Good to have him on. He was on late November joining us here on the show. And, of course, he does such a great job. We got to get him back here and talk some a hot stove league and what we're going to do at first base. David, how you doing? How you enjoy your winter so far? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm enjoying the winter. I'm wishing there's a, a little bit more that, that's been done so far by the Brewers, but uh, there, there's still a lot of names out there and, and a lot still to happen. I've asked all my guests this. Are you, do you get nervous over the fact that the Brewers haven't done anything yet? Um, well, I'd be more nervous if the Cubs had been doing things outside of Craig Council, but the Cubs haven't done anything since stealing uh, Craig Council from the Brewers. So they, they've done some stuff. I'm not nervous quite yet. When more names go off the board and the Brewers don't walk away with anybody, that's when I'll start to get a bit more nervous. But none of the guys that, that, have, that have signed Yamamoto or – uh, any guys like that, so Otani, the Brewers weren't going to be playing in that market anyways. Chuck Freeman here, Locked On Brewers, part of Locked On Podcast Network. We have David Gasper joining us for reviewing the brew. Get our podcast on Google, Spotify, Apple, run all the major downloads. Of course, go to YouTube, search Locked On Brewers, um, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. That alerts you every time we drop an episode. In this episode, brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On for 20 bucks off your first purchase all right first base first base has been a problem since prince fielder has left and you would think that first base david would be an easy position to fill put a big bopper over there you know as long as he can field his position a little bit it's all good why haven't they ever fixed first base it's a great question and you know, they've addressed, they've fixed it for short term in the past. Jesus Aguilar was an all-star. I mean, Eric Thames fixed it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you, like you've had some decent options over there, uh, even even if they've largely been one-year deals, one-year type of guys. Rowdy Telez, we thought, could be that guy going long-term. And uh, for a year, a year and a half there, it looked like he was. But then you have a down season like what he had and – for the Brewers, paying him what they would have to pay him coming off a down season, you don't really know if that production is going to be consistent from a lot of those guys. You get you get a couple of good years, but then all of a sudden the, the production drops off and the Brewers cut bait and they move on to the next guy and they, and they try to find someone that will be productive. And by and large, they've been able to keep some level of production there, but they haven't been able to find anything long term they haven't drafted and developed any first baseman lately although maybe with this last year's draft class they now have a couple of corner infielders in their system they could look at but just keep going from going from these guys year to year as soon as they drop in production they're gone could the in high and the could the in-house name tyler black be the option 
I think Tyler Black may be the more likely option at third base heading into the year because third base is, is another one that, that they have been rotating guys through year after year. They haven't really been able to find a long-term solution at third base either. Mm-hmm. either. So Tyler Black could be an option there. They, they don't really have much in-house at that position either. Andrew Monasterio was an okay surprise, but he doesn't bring the power that you need from a third baseman. And and going into the season, expecting Monasterio to be your regular everyday third baseman is also not going to be a winning proposition, just like it's not going in there having Jake Bowers as your leading first baseman. So they need to address one of those positions. I think there's absolutely a spot for Tyler Black at either corner infield spot. And I think for the Brewers, it's a matter of which position do they want to fill through either free agency or trade. And whichever one they don't, I think is where Tyler Black is going to end up. So if they end up getting themselves a third baseman, you know, fingers crossed, Matt Chapman, he signs for whatever reason, then Tyler Black can go to first base. But uh, I, I, I don't envision Matt Chapman, although I would love it. Uh, but I think Tyler Black may be more likely at third base, at least to start. And, and this is a problem with their offense. This is why we're not scoring. There's scoring two or three runs a game. That's why the Brewers are doing this because I feel like they haven't. They went in the season with Urias as first their third baseman. He got hurt early on, and then you know he's down in the minors before we know it. And the first base job, Rowdy didn't had a, a terrible year, and now he's in Pittsburgh. Uh, and that's because the Brewers really didn't want him around anymore. Uh, so you got to, I think you got to fix both of those spots. If you want to be a legitimate contender in the national league, just not this division, you got to fill both of those spots. And I don't know. I'm just getting a little worried that we're not going to fill yep. either one of these at this spot at this point. Yeah, absolutely. They need more power in their lineup. I'm just one player with 20 plus home runs last year. And that was Willie Adamas. Mm-hmm. And that, you need some big boppers in, in the heart of your lineup and first and third base are those positions where you find them depending on your shortstop to be your leading home run hitter is generally not a recipe for a good offense. So they do need to find it. I do think they have some long-term solutions finally coming through the farm system with Tyler black, Brock Wilkin. They signed as well. Mike Bovey from this last year's draft class, but although they are moving quickly, we're probably not going to see them this year. So you're still going to need another stopgap for 2024 in order for the Brewers to be a competitive team this next year. So looking at at one-year options, uh, maybe the route that they go, I would love like a Reese Hoskins on a Mm -hmm. one-year deal. He's coming off the ACL tear. I know he'd be a bit more expensive on the one-year deal, but the level of production that he's provided in the past, you can expect him to bring a great presence to your lineup. Do you think some of these guys like Whit Merrifield, who would be like an option, an infielder slash outfielder, uh, he declined his one year, $18 million option. Like Wade Miley declined his one year option with the Brewers. That some of these guys are seeking the multi year deals. They don't, they just don't want to go in on a one year deal unless they absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone's going to try and shoot for that two year deal um, while they can. And, um, you know, if they can get the options, if they can get the extra years, they're going to go for it. And, and they're only going to take those one years when they realize that that's all they're going to get. So there, there's a lot of different ways uh, that they could attack free agency and, and get these guys. Typically, they've been those one to two year deal mm-hmm. max type of guys in free agency. You saw the rare occasion where they would splurge for someone like Lorenzo Kane on a five year deal. And even then, after year three, the Brewers were kind of ready to be done with Lorenzo Kane, and there were there were a whole bunch of, of issues there 
So they typically don't spend on, on the long-term guys in free agency. They use them as, as plugs, as stop gaps for one or two years, uh, but they don't go much longer than that. So your number one stop gap would be Reese Hoskins. I think that would be the ideal solution at, at first base. Yes. Just, just with what what's out of, out there on the market, um, the level of production that he brings uh, as a hitter, what, what he's done in his career mm-hmm. coming off the ACL tear, he's likely looking at one year deals in order to, and he may want just a strict one year deal because that's where he can reset his value mm-hmm. coming off lost season. He can play really well in a ballpark like Milwaukee puts up big numbers, he can find himself a great contract, a great long-term contract next offseason if he sets sets himself up really well with with a one-year coming off the ACL injury. What do you think of Brandon Belt, who was the DH in Toronto, had a nice season. San Francisco might want him back. What do you think of a guy like the aging Brandon Belt? I do like Brandon Belt. I mean, at this point in his career, he is strictly a platoon option. Mm-hmm. Just 34 at-bats against left-handed pitchers last year, so he's only going to be facing righties, although that is the uh, the lion's share of the platoon. Uh, but I, I think he would be a great addition. I, I think brings veteran experience and, and power um, to, to the lineup, uh, which is something that the Brewers certainly need, and Brandon Belt has been a Brewers killer in the past as well. So getting him on your own team uh, would also be a a great situation uh, for Milwaukee, but the Brewers already do have Jake Bowers as the left-handed hitting first baseman on the roster. So he doesn't exactly pair well uh, with Bowers in order to make the platoon. Although I am more than happy to move on from Jake Bowers and and go with uh, Brandon Belt instead. We've been hearing rumblings about the Brewers possibly moving on from, well, Willie Adamas, maybe on the trade block. Talk to David next about what he thinks about uh, where Willie's going to end up once we get things going here. Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. My guest today, David Gasper from Reviewing the Brew. Get back to him in just a second. The show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time, great place to get tickets. I've been telling you about Game Time for a while here. Great sponsor here. Uh, with Game Time, you know, you go to their app, and I, I, I've done this before on Game Time, where I've gotten tickets like an hour before. You get tickets like an hour into the event on Game Time. Uh, they got deals all all day, exclusive flash deals, sponsored deals on tickets, football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy. They got it all right there. They got zone deals. You can actually pick what zone you want to sit in, and then you look at it, and they'll tell you the best seats the best deals you can get, or you can click it on. You click on the seat, and it'll show you right where your seat's going to be for all venues all around the world. Uh, the game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find your tickets in the same section for um, and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of their difference. shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets to your big event. should be safe, should be fast, should be easy. You want to buy those tickets to all your sporting events, concerts, or anything. There's some great shows coming to the state of Wisconsin. Get killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, best price guaranteed, game time. Takes the guesswork out of tickets, buying tickets for you. And right now, download the game time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On. You get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, Redeem the code, locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, 20 bucks off your purchase, but download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is Chuck Freeman, Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are coming right back. 
Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. Chuck Freeman, your host here on Lockdown Brewers. Get us on Google, Spotify, Apple, all the major downloads, the number one podcast, the Brewers podcast on the internet. And of course, you get us on YouTube, Lockdown Brewers, search Lockdown Brewers, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, and you'll um, get our content. Go to Review and the Brewer to get the content of David Gasper. He puts on some good stuff on Review and Brew, just like we had, we do here on Lock the Brewers. We're following the team all off season and tracking them and, and seeing what's going on with the Milwaukee Brewers. You know, you hear about Willie Adamas getting moved to the Dodgers. The Dodgers are interested, maybe San Francisco. Where do you think Willie's going to end up? I think Willie's going to end up in Milwaukee. Uh, by the time we start the regular season, I don't envision Ad- Adamus moving mm-hmm. uh, this off season. There are some teams certainly with needs at shortstop, and Adamus is likely the best one that that could be available. The free agent market doesn't really have anything for shortstops this year. Uh, the trade market also pretty short on on shortstop on starting shortstops. So Adamus is the most potentially available one. But I really don't envision the Brewers trading him. Everything that they have said is that they intend to compete in 2024. And trading away Adamas, who was, as I said earlier, their biggest home run hitter last year uh, and a key part of this offense, trading him away doesn't exactly help this team uh, compete in 2024. So I, I think where the Brewers are leaning, I think they're leaning towards keeping Adamas. I think they're leaning towards keeping Corbin Burns as well uh, and just riding it out uh, this last year of arbitration with both of those guys as, as key parts of their team. When he got here a couple of years ago, man, he looks like to be a keeper. He helped turn, he got here in late May and helped turn the team around, got them to the postseason and all that. And he looked like he was going to be one of these long-term guys. Obviously the Brewers, didn't feel like he was long-term. They didn't get him a, a contract extension. And, and Willie's numbers have gone down a little bit. Yeah, they have. And I think that's been concerning. I mean, that first year, I mean, he was hitting 285 and just bringing the power and the average, um, just being a, a key part of that team. And then uh, it dipped down, uh, especially the batting average dipped down uh, in 2022. Uh, mm-hmm. The power went up, which which was nice, but it, at the expense of getting on base more often. So I think the Brewers saw that and, and kind of backed off from the idea of extending Willie Adamas. And Willie has said that, that he's open to extension talks, but the Brewers haven't really engaged him in it. Um, so it, it really seems like the Brewers don't see him as as their future, although they do love him. They, they see him as a big part of the clubhouse. But with the money that, that we've seen shortstops get uh, in free agency, the money that Corey Seager and Trey Turner and Xander Bogart got in free agency a couple of years ago, Adamas is going to be shooting for something somewhat similar. I mean, he's probably going to be shooting for around $200 million, mm-hmm. uh, in his free agent contract. He's a 28-year-old uh, elite defensive shortstop with plenty of power. Uh, he's going to command a lot of money on on the open market. So signing him to an extension that would cost around two hundred million in order to get him to forego free agency, I don't think that's a price that the Brewers are are going to be willing to pay. So uh, they know that that he's going to end up walking when he gets to free agency, but they also know that he is having him on their team gives them the best chance to win in twenty twenty four. Do you feel Mark Athanasio has got cold feet when it comes to signing those big contracts? Yeah, it's uh, can he afford it? That's that's another topic. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I feel like he feels that he got burned a little bit on the Yelich. Maybe to a certain extent, the Braun one too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's I think that's part of it. Not wanting to get burned on those long term deals because you see so many of these 
so many of these players signed to eight, mm-hmm. nine, ten year deals. And halfway through the team, you can tell they regret it. And it's like, okay, like we need to be done with this player, but we've got three or four more years with them. And it, it just ends up becoming a, an albatross. And I think mm-hmm. they want to avoid having as many of those as possible or, or as many potential albatrosses as possible. You know, Christian Yelich for the first couple of years of his deal looked like he was going to be coming close to that. Obviously turned it around in 2023 and, and got better, uh, but still not exactly what they what they were expecting when they signed that contract. So I think they're trying to avoid having as, as many of those on their payroll as possible. You know, they can sign one or two guys to to big deals like that at a time, but you can only have only you can only have so many of those for a team like Milwaukee before it starts to hamstring the team. And what Mark Antonio said is that he wants to remain consistently competitive. He doesn't want to have to do rebuilds every couple of years. And if you end up getting all these Albatross contracts, eventually that's going to put you in a rebuild situation for a team like Milwaukee. Christian Yelich. We saw glimpses of it last year. We keep thinking, mm-hmm. I mean, every time he had a big game, it was like, Oh, the old Christian Yelich is back. And yeah. a week later, uh, yeah, I mean, he had a better year last year, but do you ever, do you think that those days are in the rear view mirror at this point, those MVP type days? Yeah, I think the days of a, of an OPS of a thousand or whatever it is are probably done. Um, I, I think getting an, an OPS above 800, you know, 850 plus range would really be a, a solid expectation. Um, for for Christian Yelich, and that'd be solid production um, given what he brings to the team. So just being able to supply some power, he's not he's probably not going to be the 40 home run per season guy again, um, but if you can get 20 to 25 homers out of him, uh, if you can continue to get the 25 to 30 stolen bases out of him and, and hitting uh, at, at a pretty high clip, the 280 to 300 range, he got close last year at 278. So if he can just kind of keep that up, just even Marlins version of Christian Yelich hitting for a high average with not as much power, uh, I, I think that'd be a, a reasonable expectation to have for Yelich as he continues into his into his mid thirties. Got another name, another free agent name that uh, haven't thought about until I saw it on his website, reviewing the brew. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up next. When we return with David, and we'll ask him what outfielder, if any are going to be dealt. We saw Tyrone Taylor dealt. Will there be any more? That's coming up next here on Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, as we head down the home stretch as David Gasper from Reviewing the Brew joins us. This is Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers. Uh, great to get you aboard on Google, Spotify, Apple, with all the major downloads, and, of course, our video version, YouTube, Lockdown Brewers. Hit the subscribe button, our growing YouTube audience. We're coming right back after this timeout. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. My name is Chuck Freeman. That's David Gasper. Let's get his, uh, his Twitter account out there. Uh, your Twitter account is DGASPER24. DGASPER24. Any significance to those 24? Yeah, that was my number when I was a, when I was a player. So, okay. yeah, lucky number. Just kind of kept with it. Any reason why you chose 24? Or was it just the, the coach handed it to you out the, the days of your De Berlin West days? Um, well, I mean, that was one of the larger Jersey sizes as, as a tall guy, uh, on uh-huh. the team, but, uh, no, it was just kind of, um, just kind of one that I liked. I think that was, um, see at the time who was that, was that John Vanderwall, uh, at the time, <laughs> that was, uh, 
Where in the 24 for the Brewers. Yeah. John Vanderwell and Kevin Meiches. And I was like, you know, it's available for the taking. <laughs> How about Zeus? Zeus was 24, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Aguilar. Yeah. I mean, that, that was after my, my high school time, after I had yeah. already chosen the number. But yeah, that was, he was certainly a player well worthy of the number 24. Sure, Absolutely. Sure. My era would have been Ben Ogilvy, number 24. Benjamin. Oh, very nice. Yeah. He's, on, he's on one of these walls somewhere, one of my brewer walls somewhere. <laughs> uh, Chuck Freeman, David Gasper from Reviewing the Brew, joining us here for a couple of more minutes. You think any more outfielders are going to get the dealt out there by the Brewers? Uh, potentially. Uh, I think I think certainly with the needs that the Brewers still have on the roster, um, they probably should um, because that's probably how they're going to be able to upgrade this roster. I don't see them in really diving into the free agent waters and spending what they need to upgrade the areas of the roster that they need at the corner infield spots, uh, at DH, at um, in, in the rotation still, filling mm-hmm. out the back end of the rotation. So I think trading one of those top young outfielders does make a lot of sense, especially now that you have Jackson Churio, who's, you know, he's going to be here. He's, he's going to be a guy, um, and that's going to push one of those starting quality outfield prospects that we saw come up last year, it's going to, it's going to push one of them into very little playing time. Uh, and I think the Brewers will be wise to move one of them uh, before that happens. I think Joey Weimer potentially is the most likely one to get moved mm-hmm. of the three. I think South Relic is staying uh, for sure. Garrett Mitchell maybe could see him traded, uh, but I, I think Weimer now is, is probably the most likely one to go. Uh, just because um, the Brewers do want a right-handed hitting presence in that outfield. And now that Jackson Churio has arrived, he does bring that. Weimer was previously the only right-handed hitter uh, out there. Mitchell's a lefty. Freelix a lefty. Christian Yelich is a lefty. So now that you have Churio as, as a right-handed bat in the outfield, that I think makes Weimer a bit more expendable when it comes to trade talks. Brought up Whit Merrifield a little while ago, uh, just was u- using that as an example. Um, saw it on your website as I was uh, one of my bookmarks, reviewing the brew, obviously, and mentioned reviewing the brew. Would the would would Whit Merrifield be an option? Uh, declined his option of one year, eighteen million. Looking for a multi-year deal. He's in his mid thirties at this point. Yeah, play some outfield, play some infield for you. What do you think about entertaining that idea? I think it's certainly a possibility. Uh, the Brewers do love versatile players. Um, they do kind of have some need for some more offense there in the infield. It's a very unsettled position group right now. Um, so I think that's some that's someone that could definitely make a lot of sense. The Brewers do love versatility. Uh, he does bring uh, quite a bit with the bat, although it's somewhat starting to decline, uh, especially in, in, the, in the hard hit category. Uh, still 27 doubles, 11 homers. Uh, 26 stolen bases, hit 272. So, you know, still a, a fairly productive bat. He still can can get on base decently, although he doesn't draw a ton of walks. Um, but he's someone that can bring a lot of versatility at different positions um, and bring a, a solid, even if not a spectacular bat, uh, but a consistent presence in the lineup uh, that the Brewers certainly would need. You know, I just thought of this. Switching over to the manager spot. Do you think they had a plan for Ricky Weeks as being the eventual manager on this team anyway? Would they have brought him on the staff at all? I mean, they brought him to the front office, but I mean, do you th- it seems like that process might have been expedited when uh, Council went and they had a chance to move 
weeks to the bench here, but I, I just never knew Ricky had visions of of being a big league manager. But do you think this was in their plans all while? Yeah, I didn't think Ricky had had envisions on being a manager either mm-hmm. um, until all of a sudden he he went down there. But you know, recently you know he went back to to school to finish his degree, um, and he got back into you know coaching and front office and doing stuff mm-hmm. around there. So maybe that you know ignited the fire for him and. You know, yeah, I, I think that that might have been something where they were looking further down the road for Ricky. Um, he certainly wasn't ready for the position just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just bring him in after, after one to two years on the player development side, uh, after having not really, you know, been coaching or really, I, I don't remember him being thought of as a future coach back no. when he was a player. Uh, but you have Pat Murphy who can really show him the ropes and keep him. Um, and just kind of keep some continuity there in the manager's chair because, I mean, Pat Murphy is 65. We don't know how long he's going to be coaching before he decides to retire and, and hang it up. But, you know, the, the, I, I think with Weeks, that's someone that, that they may be grooming to be the future manager once Pat Murphy uh, is done. Hey, thanks for stopping by. like to check in with you again right before spring training sometime in February before we head off to to Arizona. Hopefully we'll have some moves to talk about because they cannot go to war with this roster right now. <laughs> they can't. You, cannot, you cannot go into spring training with Jake Bowers as your top <laughs> first baseman. You just can't do it. Okay. Hey, I know you do Badger basketball, the post game show. You do a great job doing that. And uh, looking forward to reading your stuff uh, as we uh, do all the time here on in the off season and reviewing the brew. Get him, get Dave Casper, our guest, who's a great guest with us. D G A S P E R 24. That's D Gasper 24. We'll talk to you a little bit later on next month, my friend. All right. Sounds good, Chuck. Appreciate it. All right. Chuck Freeman, Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Again, get us in Google, Spotify, Apple, all the major downloads. Go to YouTube, search Locked On Brewers, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. We are there for you. All you every day, as I see you every day. Hit me on Twitter as well. Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. So long, everybody.